We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. Welcome to Gabbing. Gabbing. With Gracie and Heather. So this mm. evening, it's getting a little chillier outside. So I've gone to the Reds and I have Tree Haven Lane 2020 Cabernet Sauvignon from California. And it's Ooh. quite tasty. I would recommend. Sounds good. I have a rosé. It's called Artigiano Rosato Terra de Chiati. And okay, that's 2022. new. Yeah, it is. Very nice. It's Very a dry nice. rosé. It was good. Well, oh. this evening, we continue on. <laughs> the never-ending. The very epic uh, discussion of Pride and Prejudice. We finished Chapter 34 last week. And Mr. Darcy had just proposed to Elizabeth. And they had their epic battle of oh words. Oh, gosh. And so good. They have he, he has gone off and she has gone off to her room. So Chapter 35 starts the next morning. Our Lizzie goes for a walk. And she she tries to, like, like avoid going where she normally would go because she doesn't want to accidentally run into Mr. Darcy. But where there's a will, there's a way. Say that again. And so he, like, just wanders about until he eventually does find her. And he gives her a letter. And then he leaves. This Do you have letter. any thoughts on this letter? Oh, my gosh. I, I wish we could read the whole entire letter. But it's so freaking long. It's longer than most of the chapters in this book you are absolutely right this is quite the letter it's two parts yes it's about jane and bingley and the second part is about wickham stupid wickham and i did that too i like wrote part one bingley and jane as you should because that's exactly how it is because i think even lizzie refers to it as part one and part two or something like that I think you had brought this up in a previous discussion. He brings up that he didn't really think anything of Bingley and Jane until the Netherfield ball. And Sir William Lucas came up and started like talking his shit. I said he also is not helping the situation. Yeah, you called it out. You totally said it. Him saying, oh, I guess we're going to see like a marriage soon. Mm -hmm. That got Darcy being like, wait, what's happening? And then he, he started, started to like, pay attention. And he didn't see Jane as being overly in love with Bingley. So he didn't think that there was like a real emotional or a real love there. And to top it off, Bingley is apparently a person who falls in love easily. Yes. Which that's not too surprising. Yeah. Because he seems to be similar to Jane in that she sees the good in everyone. So he probably, like, thinks that all the ladies are just so... I think he even says that. He goes that all young ladies are so accomplished or something like that. He does. He does. But I so, feel like yeah. there's, a, there's a difference with him being complimentary versus him actually yeah. maybe telling Darcy, like, I fancy her. Darcy says, I had often seen him in love before. Also, this is back then, so who knows what they mean by in love. Yeah, in lust. So I may be wrong. Mm -hmm. Exactly, in lust. Between that and the way that the Bennett family acts, like Lydia and Kitty and Mrs. Bennett and even Mr. Bennett, he decides this is not going to go well for his friend and he wants to protect his friend. 
he comes to find out that Miss Bingley and Mrs. Hurst feel the yeah. same way. Yeah, so he teams up with Miss Bingley and Mrs. Hurst after Charles goes to London. They team up and they decide to follow him and they talk him kind of down off of Jane. Does he say Jane and Lizzie are exceptions to how their family behaves? Because I couldn't remember, but I just saw the part. Yeah. Yeah, he um, does say that. He, he does. basically uh, says they're the only ones, like they're a credit to their family, but the others. He says specifically, your displeasure at this representation of them, let it give you consolation to consider that to have conducted yourselves so as to avoid any share of the like censure is praise no less generally bestowed on you and your eldest sister. And that does help Lizzie a bit when she's reading this. The last thing that they do with Charles is when Jane is in London, they all hide the fact that she's in London from him. So he never even knows that she's in London this whole time. Didn't she leave in December? Yeah, I think she left with Christmas. After Christmas. Like after Christmas with them. And Lizzie doesn't go to Charlotte's until March. And she doesn't go to town until May. Is it May or is it June? It would be May because she goes to visit Charlotte in March and she's there for six weeks and then they go to pick up Jane on the way back. But we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. It's been a very long time. Yeah. Like they've been in, she's been in London for a long time and he's been in London for a long time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like he has no idea she's there. So that's like really messed up. That's really, like, conniving of them. Yeah, this part one is the worst part. It's it's, it's understandable that they thought Jane was not interested. Okay, it's an imprudent match. Mm -hmm. Like, we want to protect our friend. To do all that is really wrong. It is. The imprudent match, like, I actually forgot about that because it really shouldn't matter at the end of the day. That was wrong. Hiding her was wrong. Hiding her being in town was wrong. But... His thinking that she was not interested, I don't see anything wrong in that. Um, like like that that should be a reason for him to do anything? That be, uh, mainly Shane into you, okay? Cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just the way I see it. Well, Move the thing on, is, you'll be like, fine without her. If that, if that was the case, like if that was for real, I guess was he concerned that she was going to, she would say yes to a marriage because of the money? And yes. then he would his friend would be unhappy i guess maybe that was the thinking i think that's i think that's it miss bingley and mrs hurst i don't think that that's it but i do think that that is one of the reasons yeah obviously i i think that yeah so this is really part one is like poorly done on darcy's part he really butted in where he shouldn't have butted in but like we get it because that's his friend he right. doesn't know. He's really good about, they all are actually, they're really good about making assumptions and reacting when they don't have all the information or the correct information. You're right there. And that's as tale as old as time. <laughs> I was going to say, everyone has been there, done yep. that. <laughs> everyone. And here comes the shocking part, part two. Yeah. Well, I was really trying to pick up the timeline on this. Me too. Mr. Darcy goes into his history with Wickham. He talks about how his father, the late Mr. Darcy, passed away about five years ago. And then the late Mr. Wickham passed shortly after him. So, like, they both lost their their fathers about the same time. And in his will, 
Mr. Darcy had made it known that he had wanted to give a living as a clergyman to Wickham so that he would have like an occupation. But Wickham expressed to Darcy that he didn't want that, that he wanted the money instead because he wanted to go study the law. So Darcy gives him 3,000 pounds to go study the law. Mm-hmm. which is quite a bit of money. <laughs> like that's it a is. lot of money. It is because doesn't Bingley have 5,000 pounds a year mm-hmm. Four or 5,000 a year, they say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like for somebody in Wickham's situation, like that's a great deal of money. Mm-hmm. And I put study the law in quotes because it turns out he never studied the of law. Course yet, not. It wasn't no for him. That's five years ago. Then three years pass. So about two years ago, he comes back and Darcy describes him as looking to be in a bad way. And he says, oh, I decided the law is not for me. I want to be ordained now. Can I have that living that was promised to me? And Darcy is like, no, as he should, because it's like, you said you didn't want to do that. We gave you this money instead. Like... I put down, I put down Darcy knew he shouldn't be a clergyman. Yes, I made note of that too. Um, That's such on point. Like, can you imagine? So then that was about two years ago. Then he doesn't hear from him. And then last summer, his younger sister, Miss Georgiana Darcy, she goes to Ramsgate with Mrs. Young, who is her companion. And what they don't know is Mrs. Young is connected to Wickham. Miss Darcy is 15 at the time. She's at Ramsgate with Miss Young and Mr. Wickham shows up. And she ends up falling for his charms because we all know he's very charming as much as we hate him. Very charming. We know that he's charming. So he ends up. We don't know what happens. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like how to put it. Like he ends up taking advantage on her. Yeah, taking advantage of her and getting her to agree that she's gonna elope with him. But thank goodness, Mr. Darcy decides to surprise her with a visit a few days before the elopement is supposed to take place. And because she's so close to her brother, would hate to hurt him. Disappoint him. Yeah, disappoint him. She tells him everything. Thank goodness. I know. And I'm so happy that she felt, she, she, she felt deep down inside, I think, that what she was doing was wrong. Like, she yeah. probably wanted her brother's blessing. She wanted him to be around. And that's why she told him. Because um, they're so close, yeah. like you said. And that's where her and Lydia are so different. Because mm-hmm. Lydia, when she gets herself in a situation, she just doesn't think, she doesn't have that little person inside of her being like, wait, maybe you shouldn't be doing this. She's entitled. Yeah, that's one way to put it. (laughs) So she doesn't have like that little angel on her shoulder being like, don't act this way. Don't be a fool. Where like other people like Miss Georgiana do. Mm -hmm. Say that again. Shoot. So (sighs) this is quite the letter for Lizzie. It is quite the letter. (laughs) It's a lot. It is a lot to absorb because she is coming from a place where she can't she can't she can't stand the man okay yeah (laughs) she cannot stand mr darcy and here he is i wouldn't say he is trying to plead his case per se but he wanted to clear the air yeah he wants to set the record straight exactly and i forgot to say one thing that he says at the end he's like you might not believe me but 
you know that Colonel Fitzwilliam is also the guardian of my sister. Go ask him. Like, if you need, like, somebody to validate what I'm saying, like, go ask him. He, he knows this whole situation. Exactly. And Darcy's not playing. And he, I mean, this is a very delicate situation. The, ex exactly. Exactly. He doesn't need to be telling her about his sister's yeah. business because that, like you said, is a very delicate topic. This could yeah. ruin Georgiana. And that right there is, like, all the reason to believe that he is telling the truth mm -hmm. like you don't even need to throw in the like, go talk to my cousin he'll validate everything i said what kind of person would say those types of things about their sister that exactly. could potentially ruin her exactly exactly and i think lizzie even says that in the next chapter she does she does she yeah. does that letter is basically all of chapter 35 because it is a long letter it is a very long letter there's just like this one line that keep referring back to because at first it confused me and then I was like oh okay I understand this is when he's talking about Wickham mm -hmm. and he says that the vicious propensities the want of principle which he was careful to guard from the knowledge of his best friend which is he himself Mr. Darcy mm -hmm. could not escape the observation of a young man of nearly the same age with himself and who had opportunities of seeing him in unguarded moments which Mr. Darcy could not have. So I, I would like, like that's fascinating to me that he, for, for whatever reason, this person told Darcy, like he did, didn't have to tell Darcy like the stuff that Wickham was doing, but he did. And this based off of the miniseries, you know, supposedly during their school age days. Okay. I didn't even think about that part of the letter, but yeah, that's a good. Because I mean, there has to be at some point. Yeah. And it makes sense that, someone divulged something to Darcy that planted the seed of Darcy thinking he isn't who mm -hmm. he is. Because if you took that away, it could just be, how can I say this? Like Wickham is still Wickham, but he wouldn't have found out sooner. Yeah. And maybe I Darcy would have continued believing him. And you, do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. when he comes back to, oh Lord, I have posters all over the place in this one. It must have been at Cambridge. It must have been. You know, all connection between us seemed now dissolved. Yeah, I, I just wonder, like, did he ever, he found out from the friend, and did their relationship just become a little bit weird after that? Do you know what I'm saying? Because the fact that the relationship dissolved so quickly after he gave him 3,000 pounds was just, like, odd to me. And then, of course, he comes back. Well, he didn't need him. Oh, well, that is true. That is true. Though, he, once he doesn't need him, like, he got his money, and then he doesn't come back until he needs something else. I wonder what the circumstances were. His circumstances were exceedingly bad. I wonder what Yeah, it like, does that mean that he had a great deal of debt? That, or, yeah. like, did he physically look bad? Like, yeah, he was disheveled yeah, yeah. and, yeah. like, maybe drunk? More questions for Jane. I know. And he, he said, if I would present him to the living in question. So he wanted then, after all that, to have an occupation, something steady. He wasn't stupid. After, I mean, after the fact, he wasn't stupid. Well, but would he actually have done it? How do you? How, wait, wait, wait. He has to because you're not going to just show up for work and then not show up the next day. If he's a clergyman, maybe he'll like not really do what he's supposed to be doing. Starting that cult we talked about in a previous episode. Yeah, starting the cult. 
Because, like, really, is he going to... Well, I wonder how he was with the regiment. He's transient Transient. with his, like, jobs and what he wants to do. Like, he can't... Because of the way that we ultimately find out he is, he just can't stay in one place. Because he thinks that he deserves more. He feels entitled. Oh, he's got some big-time entitlement, He as feels we'll entitled. find out. Do you think that he feels entitled because of how he was treated by the late Mr. Darcy? Possibly, yeah. I mean, some people, they naturally Yeah. feel like they're entitled to things, but I wonder if he was egged on, let's It's say, probably a combination. unintentionally. Unintentionally, because I'm sure Mr. the late Mr. Darcy wasn't thinking, you know, he was giving him a living. He was trying to Well, keep him within his lane, but you know help what, him out. too, so he could be that he's like his mother, too, because it says, my father supported him at school and afterwards at Cambridge, most important assistance as his own father, always poor from the extravagance of his wife, wouldn't have been able to give him a gentleman's education. He might have got some of that from, like, his mother I think you're right there. as well. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. But shall we go on to chapter 36? Yes, Because shall chapter we? 36 is Jane's, or not Jane's, is Lizzie's response to the letter. She's just all over the place. She just doesn't know how to act at first. Yeah, well, she's all out. She's like, she goes through all the stages because she says that Jane's part, like part one of the letter is all pride and insolence. And then she's in just total disbelief of the second part. Like she, she can't believe that that is true. And like, she puts the letter away and she's like, I'm never going to look at this again. And then she takes it out and she keeps reading. <laughs> she's Mm -hmm. like, just I'm keeps again. reading all over Yeah. again, over and over. And who knows how often she read. It does say that this day alone, she was pacing around outside for over two hours because she just kept putting it away and taking it out. And like she was really fixating on the Wickham part because she just couldn't believe it. But then she started to realize that a lot of what was in the letter chimed with what Wickham had related. And so she was like, hmm. And then she remembers that squirrely conversation with Colonel Fitzwilliam about Miss Darcy, where Colonel Fitzwilliam got all squirrely. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's putting two yeah. and two together. And then she's like, oh, Colonel Fitzwilliam, why would he tell me to go verify it with Colonel Fitzwilliam if it wasn't true? So, like, she's going, like, she's starting to come to this realization that, oh, shit, like, Wickham's not this admirable, charming young man that I thought he was. And then she starts totally reevaluate the whole Miss King situation. And his character as well. Yeah. Ooh, poor Miss King. And I got to look because I, I wrote, I made a note of the Miss King. Let me see. Third paragraph. Oh, okay. So it says, how differently did everything now appear in which he was concerned? His attentions to Miss King were now the consequence of you solely and hatefully mercenary. Because before her aunt was like, is this mercenary? And Lizzie was like, what do we care? Exactly. Remember that I was just like, excuse me. So then she goes, his behavior to herself could now have 
had no tolerable motive. He had either been deceived with regard to her fortune or had been gratifying his vanity by encouraging the preference which she believed she had most incautiously shown. Every lingering struggle in his favor grew fainter and fainter. So she's really struggled through this chapter. She really did. <laughs> pacing back and forth. <laughs> as we know, she, I mean, she would bring up Wickham out of thin air. She's constantly bringing him up. Mrs. Gardner yeah. noticed that he was around a little bit too much. And you know what? It's her, her vanity as well. She loved the attention that he was giving her. She wasn't accustomed yeah. to that. Yeah, she really beats herself up about it. It says mm-hmm. later on, it says she grew absolutely ashamed of herself. Of neither Darcy nor Wickham could she think without feeling that she had been blind, partial, prejudiced, absurd. How despicably I have acted, she cried. Mm-hmm. I imagine mm-hmm. her out in the middle of a field doing this. I, who have prided myself on discernment, I, who have valued myself on my abilities, who have often disdained the generous candor of my sister and gratified my vanity in useless or blamable distrust, how humiliating is this discovery, yet how just a humiliation. Had I been in love, I could not have been more wretchedly blind, but vanity, not love, has been my folly. (laughs) She's very dramatic. (laughs) Yes, she is. <laughs> Pleased with the preference of one and offended by the neglect of the other on the very beginning of our acquaintance. I have courted per, per possession and ignorance and driven reason away where neither were concerned. Till this moment, I never knew myself. Just like the Bennett. I love it. The drama. I, I, listening to you read this, I like just caught something that I never, I guess, understood and or have glossed over. But you said, you read, pleased with the preference of one, Wiggum, and offended by the neglect of the other on the very beginning of our acquaintance, Darcy, had he asked her to dance, would things have turned out differently? Oh, well, yeah, because first impressions. That's and that was supposed true. to be the name of the book originally. Yes. I love it. (laughs) So after beating herself up for over two hours, pacing back and forth through the field, she goes back and finds that both Darcy and Colonel Fitzwilliam had both come separately to the house to, to see her. Darcy apparently was there for a couple minutes. And I have a question for you in a minute. Then Colonel Fitzwilliam was there for like an hour. At least an hour. And then he wanted to like go find her. Mm -hmm. Do you think that he was there because Darcy sent him so that he could confirm the letter? No. No? Okay. No. I think to this day, he didn't bring up anything, right? And it just was like Colonel Fitzwilliam just wanted to see her? I think so. Okay. I had never thought about that before and then I was like oh it's strange that he was just there for a few minutes and then he left and then his cousin shows up and then his cousin is determined to find her well interesting because the way I read it was that they were both there at the same time but it says that the two gentlemen from Rosings had each called during her absence and that gives the impression it gives the impression that they did arrive separately now that I 
I'm reading but it. I didn't even think about that because it could be that they both showed up, but it would be weird for Darcy to leave and the cousin to stay, wouldn't it? But I mean, like, who knows with these men? I, I, exactly. Yes. And then also, <laughs> who knows with Darcy? Darcy just seems to be, at least up until now, he seems to be an emotional individual, or is it just me? As much oh, as he doesn't show his emotions, he is emotional. He's so emotional. He's got so much going on inside that he just doesn't let anybody see. I just think that Colonel Fitzwilliam would just be like, oh, that's Darcy. Yeah. And just keep it moving, you know? Because he's even said, like, oh, he can do whatever he wants. He has the the money and the, which, the clout. Which, let's, okay, let's bring this back a little bit. Because he's talking shit about Bingley, right? But here is Fitzwilliam, Colonel Fitzwilliam, basically... The same thing with Darcy. I think if Darcy says, which we shall read eventually, that they leave, it seemed rather abruptly that they left. And Colonel yeah. Fitzwilliam went with him. So Darcy has all... Yeah. It's <laughs> being a hypocrite. Well, that jumps us right into the next chapter because the first note I have is Darcy and Colonel Fitzwilliam leave the next day. But before like, we get there... Yeah, but they're like, peace... <laughs> deuces you got, maybe you, that's you, why they you were got there that is true <gasps> that is I true think about that yes. right now. maybe that's why he really wanted to find her to say goodbye to the say proper goodbye. way because colonel fitzwilliam is a very gentleman gentleman but you can't do anything if a person's like not there they're not there i'm surprised none of them were actually concerned that she was gone for two hours but maybe that's typical lizzie well how long was she there before he even found her because it seemed like she had been walking a while too so it was like more than two hours but maybe it was typical lizzie you're absolutely right and you she is very outdoorsy i just feel like i don't think that darcy would have told colonel fitzwilliam but then again yeah who knows they have do they have such a close relationship well, they know they they share all this stuff with Georgiana, and he knew about Bingley. But maybe at least to some it extent, it wasn't. If he tells him, it wouldn't be something so immediate. I would actually love to know, like, if Colonel Fitzwilliam did have a thing for Lizzie. Of course, mm-hmm. he couldn't get with her because she didn't have any money. But he told Darcy, and Darcy's like, "Hands off, that's my bitch. That's a horrible thing Could to be. say." <laughs> well, that's, that's just my a girl. Summary. That's my girl. That's my girl. Sorry. Yeah, she's. Yeah, don't go, like, don't go after her. That's what I've always thought. It could be. But in any case, I don't know. I've, like, I don't yeah, think, it, I don't think he would have immediately said something. I think in due time, he would have been like, hey, if Lizzie approaches you, but he needed to give him, does does he need to give him a heads up? Like, Miss Bennett is going to approach you about Georgiana. I mean, it would be nice, but he probably doesn't need to. Because if she knows, obviously... Darcy told her. Yeah. Not because of the rumorville. But I think it would be proper for him to give yeah. Colonel Fitzwilliam the heads up. Like, yeah, just a heads up. I told Lizzie about what happened. So if she says something, like she knows because I told her. Is this the last time we see Colonel Fitzwilliam? I can't remember. The only time, the one and only, right? I yeah, I don't again. think we see him again because he like, makes quite an impression. Yeah, chapter 37, he pieces out because he's he's at the whim of Darcy. Darcy. Let's talk about that. So. They leave and Lady Catherine de Bourgh is just like, oh, 
they're so yeah. they feel it so much what is it but Darcy seemed to feel it most acutely more than I think than last year his attachment <laughs> to Rosie certainly increases which this goes to show they only visit once a year oh good point Mm-hmm. that's enough i mean they were there for three weeks <laughs> that's enough indeed yes i mean three oh weeks a year goodness. yeah yeah they do it all in one shot as yeah. opposed to like one week here one week there well and that yeah so it's um, a good visit sense. but um, that also kind of shows that darcy's not thinking of mr burr no if he had a sights on mr burr he'd be there more than once a year that's right but still she thinks that his feeling it most acutely having to leave. I'm pretty sure she thinks that that means he Lady has C. feelings. Mm-hmm. She thinks a lot of things. She sure does. And she voices them pretty, pretty, pretty frequently. That's for sure. Oh, and C. here, here we find out that Lizzie and Mariah are leaving in a week. They're leaving next yeah. Saturday to go in town. Lady C doesn't want them to leave my goodness gracious no she doesn't or doesn't want lizzie to leave she doesn't really talk about mariah well i mean obsessed with lizzie if you think about it i mean what is she talking about she needs to practice the piano forte i know that lizzie's (laughs) the main character but does she talk about mariah at all or is mariah just sitting with mr burr terrified in the corner Probably. <laughs> you could say that again. You can say that again. And she's like just trying to like, she doesn't, you know, think it's proper for girls to be in carriages. It's, you know, switching to other carriages. Yeah, she insists a like servant that. to go. And then Lizzie's like, oh, my uncle's servant is meeting them. And she was surprised. Like, oh, your uncle would think to do that? It's like, she's very like opinionated and then persuading them like if you stay a month's time i'll take you myself to town uh no thanks we good yes lizzie does kind of get like a little sentimental where when they go to rosing she's like oh under different circumstances i could be being introduced right now as your future niece and stuff Mm -hmm, and then she really starts to beat herself up over how she treated Darcy, because she's she, now she's over analyzing everything. Yes, that's something that I would do. I put her feelings for Darcy, including love. Why did I put that? Oh, Mr. Darcy's letter, she was in a fair way of soon knowing by heart. She studied every sentence, and her feelings towards this writer were at times widely different. So I'm like, is that including love? I'm just trying Could to be. find a point. Well, I'm trying to just find what I points. said. Because, like, she's she's thinking about, like, so it could be because she's thinking about, like, oh, if I would have, if things would have been different, I would have been being introduced as your niece, the niece to Lady C. So, like, she is kind of thinking of all the different scenarios and stuff like that. So So that would make sense. It's the woulda, coulda. And, you know, I would love to know. Oh, Jane, I want to know because then that means that there was some along the line all this time it's like um paul abdul opposites attract yeah and there's like a fine line between love and hate love and hate exactly so she thought she was like on the hate side but then now she's like she realizing that it was like but maybe it was love all along she misunderstood herself 
she's remember she's she's learning about herself. <laughs> yeah, she is. She, she didn't really, know herself. I never she knew said. myself. So I just would love to know personally when that could have possibly happened somewhere before all of this. And no matter how many times I read it, I never seem to pick it up because it's not meant to be there. I'm looking for I'm looking for gold. <laughs> never gonna find it. But you might. You're just you're almost there. Am I really? Am I really? I did make note that she ta- she is she expresses that she's glad that Bingley's sin- feelings were sincere. Like that mm-hmm. was one good thing that came out of the letter for the Bingley yeah. and Jane part. Restoring Bingley to all her former good yeah. opinion. And then I also made note that Lady C invites them to come back next year. Yes, she did like them. So yeah, she did. They I were think good company. Be friends in the end. I would like to think so after she gets over the fact that, yeah. you know, well, let's not say anything, but, but yes, like, yeah, I like think so she too. she gets over herself. I think so too. I think so too. She's not going to, she's, she's going to, she's going to try her best not to. And then she's just going to be like, oh, fine. I'll deal with this individual. I wrote here a precursor to what will happen with Lydia. And I assume that I said that due to this sentence Elizabeth had frequently united with Jane and endeavored to check the imprudence of Catherine and Lydia but while they were supported by their mother's indulgence what chance could there be of improvement Catherine weak-spirited irritable and completely under Lydia's guidance had been always affronted by their advice and Lydia self-willed and careless would scarcely give them a hearing they were ignorant, idle, it's, and vain. It's a hard truth, but it's a truth. It is the truth. Oh, boy. Let's see what a little yeah. note that I have here. I wrote, Lady C and daughter genuinely liked them because of the invitation. If yeah. not, they wouldn't have offered the invitation, I think. And daughter probably just likes anybody that isn't her mother. Say that again. Or what's Jenkins her name? Too. Jenkinson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A little bit too much, those two. Yeah. I mean, not those two. I guess she could be like two people. But Lady Catherine de Berg is a little bit too much. She's like <gasps> 10 people. Well, I don't have anything else for this chapter. I don't have anything else for this chapter either. Uh, so the next chapter is the end of their trip. And Mr. Collins gets very, like, emotional. Oh, you think it was emotional? It's just usually his wordy self, and that's it. Well, let me find the part. We I seem like, to have been destined for each other. Is that the one well, that you're no, thinking about? Oh, okay. It's that, but like it says at one point. So basically he's thanking Elizabeth for coming because she comes downstairs and it's just the two of them. But he's kind of like going on and on and per usual. It goes, words for, were insufficient for the elevation of his feelings. He was obliged to walk around the room while Elizabeth tried to unite civility and truth in a few short sentences. So he was like feeling, he had his feelings. Interesting, because I don't see it that way. <laughs> <laughs> You're just hating on Mr. Collins, which I like to I, hate on Mr. Collins too. I probably... I I had a moment where I was like, oh, Mr. Collins. I think he was just so into his speech that he amped himself up, hyped himself up, and was just like, I'm going to start walking around. I'm going to continue this monologue. Maybe. (laughs) Your face is like, but that's not it, Gracie. He could have his moments. Oh, my gosh. It's like, you know, he was never presented to us. 
as yeah. prior as someone who yeah. cares is that the word he's so pompous yeah. that it just seems yeah. unbelievable <laughs> for him to actually air like it just seems like he needs to continue being a pompous individual by walking around the room so that he could seem self-important I also think that he is kind of spot on when he says we seem to have been designed for each other because who else but Charlotte with her infinite patience and pragmatism is going to be able to put up with him. Yes, yes, that is true. Maybe they will actually fall in love with each other. Or, correction, maybe she will actually fall in love with him. Yeah. Because he probably is just like, could Mr. Collins actually have feelings for somebody? I'm not sure. I think in his own way, maybe. I don't know. He Or at least respect them. That, yes. Yeah. That, yes. But Lizzie does say, poor Charlotte, it was melancholy to leave her to such society, but she had chosen it with her eyes open, and though evidently regretting that her visitors were to go, she did not seem to ask for compassion. She knows what she got herself into. Well, it says her home and her housekeeping, her parish and her poultry and all her dependent concerns had not yet lost their charms. So she's still happy and doesn't yeah. regret her choice. Yeah. She has something to but, call her own. So listeners, what do you think? Do you think that Mr. Collins was having a moment? Or do you think Gracie was right? And uh, he's just being his pompous self. Your face right now. <laughs> You're like, I'm right. <laughs> Your face earlier, you were just like, no, he's in love. He means I didn't say he was in love. Well, it, it, you, your face looked like he was like. I was saying. <laughs> you're he, like, how you should see yourself now. How dare you? Oh my God. How dare you? <laughs> I was just saying he was actually having feelings, like emotion, where it's usually like the whole like pompous, arrogant ass. Oh gosh. How, how about it was a combo? Yeah. For him, he was having a moment. For everybody else, he wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like that. The standards are different. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, So, yeah. So, they end up leaving. They get the carriage. They're only... It's it's said here that they arrived in, like, four hours. So, they were pretty close. Yeah, but I just want to point out one thing. As soon as they get into the carriage, Mariah mentions that they dined nine times at mm-hmm. Rosing and had tea twice over six weeks. So that's mm-hmm. like, that's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. I wonder if it's because, now, here's a question for you. He has that living because she gave him that living? Because I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, like she's I, in charge of it. I was kind of wondering, and I like didn't bring it up, I guess maybe got distracted last time. That, or not last time, but which other time we were talking about Wickham's living. If I wonder if that was supposed to be Wickham's living. Possibly. Got or it maybe instead. it could, maybe, but it could also, Pemberley has like a parsonage. Yeah. Yeah. It's so freaking but big. It, it could be. Yeah. I had also taken note that it only took four hours to get to the gardeners. So they're not very far from London. They're not. Yeah. And they stayed a few days there, and then they go, they, they're they like, they go. we're taking you home, Jane. Girls yeah. are off. Second week in May. 
to go back home to the town of in Hertfordshire. I love that she always like does a a, a blank. Yeah, like a I don't line. know why. I don't know why she can't just say, just pretend. Just make up a town. Yeah. Oh boy, here You comes got the this. silliness. Here comes the silliness. Like, Yeah. just I feel like we can just totally skip this whole entire section, but. I guess we have to continue <laughs> uh, showing no, well. someone's character and also talk about what was discussed when they meet each other Yeah, at the inn. we, we don't have to discuss in detail, but we have certain things. They go to meet their father's carriage and lo and behold... Lydia and Kitty are there, and they're very Kittya. I like that. Kitty-a. Okay. They're very Kittya. Um, They say yeah, they were so. going to treat them to lunch, essentially, but they have spent the money on buying bonnets. So, yeah, they were like, you guys have to pay, but we're treating you. <laughs> A mess. and Absolute uh, Lydia mess. says that the militia is, like, the... The regiment Regiment. will be leaving in a fortnight to go to Brighton, Woohoo! and she wishes their father would take them for the summer. So that's one big thing. The other thing that they mention is about Mary King and Wickham. And sorry, But before I'm not on the that, right page. because I'm distracted Oh, now, was there something the before fact, that? no, something completely insignificant, but just to show Lydia's character, ugh, she's like, he is an ugly fellow. I am glad he is gone. I never saw such a long chin in my life. Was that about the servant? Yes. Okay, <laughs> yeah, because, the waiter. oh my god, She's Lydia's just the worst. so, she is, she is the worst, but she's like the epitome of fucking teenager. A Yeah. clearly bratty teenager. Anyhow, yes, let's Yeah. talk about Mary King. Lydia has news of Wickham. She says, there's no danger of Wickham's marrying Mary King. There's for you. She's gone down to her uncle at Liverpool, gone to stay. Wickham is safe. And Elizabeth goes, and Mary King is safe. Safe from a connection imprudent to as a fortune. Stop. Have a time. I have a theory. I have a theory. You have a theory? I have a theory. I have a theory. Did he impregnate Miss King? Boom. So she had to Oh. leave. Because that's what they did back in the days, or not even back in the days, even now. Ship them I didn't off. even think about that, but like, do you think that that would have been the case? Like they would have been like, now she's going to go away so that she doesn't have to marry him. Well, I mean, let's think clearly here, because if her uncle got wind of this Mr. Wickham, He knows he's no good for her. Like his He's reputation. not worthy. He's not worthy. Like, he, he doesn't have any money. Yeah. So what's the best thing that, that they could do? And if they Hide look into her out. him. Have Yeah. her. She, she could have the kid. She could have the kid. Because back then, I don't know if they did abortions. And just like, Yeah, they did. they just kept the kid off to the side. Get the Yeah. housekeeper to take care of whatever. Wouldn't it be the first time that happened? That's a good theory. I didn't even think about it. I just realized that. And I realized it like pages after the fact. Like, wait a second. What if it's this? Yeah. He's so freaking charming. He has to have, he like, okay. Yeah. So he doesn't have money per se. So he can't go and pay to have sex. So why not manipulate a young girl into having sex? Yeah. And then, yeah, if they did any kind of, like, looking into his background, they would know, like, this is not the type of person that should marry her. Let's just, like, send her away to try to save her reputation. He's such a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit. But Wickham who's... is quite possibly the worst. Yeah. I was going to say, who's worse, him or Willoughby? Not Willoughby. Compared to Wickham, not Willoughby.
Yeah. Will it be will it be played with emotions like Wickham? But he wasn't taking it to the ex well, this is the assumption that I have that he was taking it further with individuals. They are very similar types of characters though. I wonder who in Jane's life inspired them. Mm-hmm. But Regardless of what happens, Mary King is safe from Wickham now. <laughs> she is safe from Wickham now. She does not need to deal with him anymore. And hopefully she will realize that if she truly yeah. had any feelings for him. Those were like the two main things that I had that Lydia or Kitty said. Kitty didn't really have anything to say. <laughs> Kitty never has anything to say. She's, she's just, just hanging out. She's just adornment. But I did make note that a little bit farther into the chapter, Lydia makes a comment of how fine it would be to be married before the rest of her sisters. Yes. She's so just a fucking brat. She's such a brat. And Lord, then, oh, how I, also... I should like to be married before any of you. Yeah. And then I would chaperone you about to all the balls. Dear me, we had such a good piece of fun the other day. Oh, I got distracted. Sorry. Oh, well, I think that's what I was just about to go into because then I also may know that they dress up Chamberlain and as a woman. Yes. And had him go into like a party, I guess, and none of the men knew him. Mm -hmm. Like, why? They never recognized him. It's just stupid, it's just stupid yeah. stuff. Stupid fun. I guess so. It's silly, silly stuff. Yeah. But that was all I had for their trip. Then they return home, and then all the Lucases come over to collect Mariah. And so it sounded like it was a chaotic return with so many people yeah. being there. But I do like Mr. Bennett saying, I am glad you are coming back, Lizzie. Yeah, that was nice. He loves his he loves his Lizzie. Yeah. Mr. Bennett says that. And then mm -hmm. like just before, Mrs. Bennett rejoiced to see Jane in undiminished beauty. Yeah. I was so like, it's like just like oh, It's God. so Mrs. Bennett. It's so Mrs. Bennett. She's like, Oh, Jane, you still look beautiful. That's it. Nothing else to Jane. Yeah. Nothing to Lizzie. Mrs. Okay. B. Okay. Priorities. Priorities. <laughs> I wrote down that Lydia, of course, wants to immediately walk to Meriton. But Lizzie's oh. like, I'm not going. Also, she wants to just be extra louder than everyone else at the dinner when the Lucases went over. It says oh, here, Lydia, a in a voice rather louder than anyone else's, was enumerating the various pleasures of the morning to anybody who would hear her. I guess they're so used to her being Lydia that they don't give her the attention that she thinks she deserves. Well, and this is a welcome home dinner for Mariah, Jane, and Lizzie. Yeah. So she's got to make it about her. Me, 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 yeah. me, 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 me. She's like a petulant child. She is a petulant child. Lord have mercy. Oh, and I love M Mary's response. <laughs> oh, her. yeah. Far be it from me, my dear sister, to depreciate such pleasures. They would doubtless be congenial with the generality of female minds. But I confess, they would have no charms for me. I should infinitely prefer a book. I love Mary. Yeah, because that was in response to, like, they were like, oh, you should have come with us. Like, we had so much fun. And she's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, but Lydia didn't even hear her because she was off thinking about or talking about something else. Yeah, she didn't even, like, respond. She was just yeah. like, on to the next thing. And the next chapter. Do you have anything else for that chapter? 
No, just that they wanted to, she wanted them to all to go to Meriton, but Lizzie was like, no, like she thought it was imprudent to like go so soon after arriving mm -hmm. home. It looked like they would be chasing after the soldiers. And then okay. she also didn't want to wait for um or run into Wickham. And right. I also made a note that she can't wait for him to be gone. Since yes. he's going to be gone or in a fortnight. Not just him, but the whole regiment. Yeah. But like specifically, she's like, be gone. Adios. Adios. Yeah. Next no. chapter, yes. which is the next morning. And uh, this is when Lizzie tells Jane about the proposal and about the Wickham part of the letter. And I wrote, Jane is Jane. <laughs> <laughs> but what about this? What about that? What a stroke was this for poor Jane, who would willingly have gone through the world without believing that so much wickedness existed mm -hmm. in the whole race of mankind, as was here collected in one individual. Nor was Darcy's vindication, though grateful to her feelings, capable of consoling her for such discovery. Most earnestly did she labor to prove the probability of error and seek to clear one without involving the other. And then Lizzie goes, this will not do. You never will be able to make both of them good for anything. Take your choice, but you must be satisfied with only one. There is such a quantity of merit between them, just enough to make one good sort of man. And of late, it has been shifting about pretty much. For my part, I am inclined to believe it all Mr. Darcy's, but you shall do as you choose. <laughs> And then it said it it was some time, however, before a smile could be extorted from Jane. Like she just can't. She's like tormented. That. She's tormented. She's like, I cannot believe this. Yeah. Cause she's like, I do not know when I have ever been more shocked. Wickham so very bad. It is almost past belief. And poor Mr. Darcy, dear Lizzie, only consider what he must have suffered. Such a disappointment. And with the knowledge of your ill opinion too. And having to relate such a thing about his sister. It's really too distressing. I'm sure you must feel it so. She has a point about Darcy. Yeah. <laughs> like, he knows you can't stand him. Here he is declaring his love. Yeah, he went all out. He was vulnerable for Darcy. Jeez Louise. Actually, did he know that she didn't really care for him? Or was he that oblivious? Because she did say that he was anticipating her saying yes. Yeah, I think he was being like, I got the money, she'll, she'll say dude. yes to me. Yeah, like, he's like, I'm a rich dude. I guess the such a disappointment would be in terms of her de de declining him. And then he finds out what she really thought of him. Yeah, because he she, does you know, seem really she shocked. Did, she did lay it all out, didn't she? Oh, no. My regret and compassion for all done away by seeing you so full of both. I know you will do him such ample justice that i am growing every moment more unconcerned and indifferent your profusion makes me saving and if you lament over him much longer my heart will be as light as a feather oh my is goodness that that's down farther it is a little bit down yeah. not too far not too much because i made a couple of parts i made a note again being like jane being jane again <laughs> jane being jane yes three yes three but like lizzie's like having such a gale time about it it seems yeah. like She's because because she's already she's processed it and she's with her sister who's her safe space exactly. But Jane does say should Wickham be exposed and Lizzie's like no, Darcy wouldn't want that because like he he did not he has want not it, authorized to me secret. to make his yeah. communication public and he said it he said it like to keep it to herself which yeah. she kind of didn't because she told Jane but you know it's Jane. And she feels good that she's able to talk to Jane again about this if she wishes. Mm -hmm. 
she got that part of the letter out of the way, but she cannot dare tell Jane about Bingley. Yeah, she decides not to tell him or tell her about him. And then she decides to observe Jane and see that she's not happy. Jane was not happy. She still cherished very tender affection for Bingley. Having never even fancied herself in love before, her regard had all the warmth of first attachment and from her age and disposition greater steadiness than first attachments often boast. And so fervently did she value his remembrance and prefer him to every other man that all her good sense and her attention to the feelings of her friends were requisite to check the indulgence of those regrets, which must have been injurious to her own health and their tranquility. Okay, so this is, this is like her first love. Because I know that there was another gentleman that her mother mentioned when she was a teen, mm-hmm. but she must not have had strong feelings for him. No, whatever it was, it didn't didn't seem to yeah. last. Oh, okay. and then of course, Mrs. Bennett. Oh, she's got to put in her two cents. She's well, like, Lizzie. Never want to talk about it again. (laughs) What is your opinion now of the sad business of Jane's? For my part, I am determined never to speak of it again to anybody. I told my sister Philip so the other day, but I cannot find that Jane saw anything of him in London. Well, he is a very undeserving young man, and I do not suppose there is the least chance in the world of her ever getting him now. There is no talk of his coming to Netherfield again in the summer, and I have inquired of everybody, too is likely to know (sighs) yeah what is there to say about that it's just mrs bennett Mm. being mrs bennett exactly (laughs) like and then no more yeah and then mrs bennett goes on to talk about the collinses oh yeah (laughs) i did make a note about that what did i write oh i wrote that she was being snarky about charlotte probably she was saving and managing her household very well so like that made me think Oh, Mrs. Bennett realizes that she doesn't manage her household well. But she's trying to, like, make it seem like it's a bad thing. Yeah. Mrs. Bennett, you don't have 20,000 pounds a year, okay? You need to check your finances. You know dang well that Charlotte is going to manage her household very well. Yeah. She's the practical sort. Yeah. Like, come on now. Give me a break. Like, don't even play. Charlotte's... Charlotte and you, Mrs. B. I don't think I don't think Lizzie even like did she say anything? She didn't really say much. She would just give one lines, like one sentences, and that's it. I do not believe that he will ever be at Netherfield anymore. And then what else? No, nothing at all. It was a subject which they could not mention before me about the entailment. Mm -hmm. Like she just said like one lines, like about the management of the household, Mrs. B says there's nothing extravagant in their housekeeping, I dare say. And Lizzie goes, nothing at all she's just like whatever mom exactly that's why she knows she she, she lives with her she knows how yeah. she is all right here we go next yeah. chapter next the regiment chapter. is this chapter 18 in your book yes it is look at me look at you <laughs> that's right girl so we're on chapter 41 or if you have it broken down by volumes it is volume 2 chapter 18 epa fuera que va epa fuera que va and what i'm saying is out they go. There goes yeah. the regiment. Bye, Woo-hoo. regiment. Yes, finally. Yeah, so everybody's all in gloom. Not Lizzie. <laughs> no, no, not Lizzie. And not but Jane either. So well, sad. Jane is for a different reason. So Yeah, yeah. Wait a second. Do you think Mary's in gloom then? Yeah, probably not. Mary doesn't even pay attention. Okay, we'll narrow it down. The Kitty 
because they share one brain. Kidia and Mrs. Bennett mm -hmm. are in gloom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But don't you know that means that everybody is? Wait a second. I made a reference. Oh my God, where's that post-it? Because I started to... Oh, wow. That's the, like the last post-it. So I put down here... It's in reference to a different page, but it still reminds me. Mrs. Bennett reminds me of Mean Girls Mom. You saw the movie Mean Girls? Oh, yeah. It's Amy Poehler. Yes. Her character. Yeah. She's trying too hard. <laughs> yeah. I know. She's like, I cried for two days together when Colonel Miller's regiment went away. I thought I should have my heart broken. And Lydia's like, I am sure I shall break mine. Lydia is so annoying. Love it. I love it. I love it. Everyone in quotes, because if Mrs. Bennett and Lydia are upset in their brain, the whole world is upset oh because the regiment left and uh, or because it's the last week with the regiment. Like they haven't exactly left. Oh, left that, that, that is correct. But I'm just dying yeah. for them to get out myself. I know. But so it's the last week. And then turns out that Mrs. Foster, who is married to Colonel Foster, invites Lydia. And then she goes from gloom to like hyper crazy girl. To annoying. Yeah. She's so excited. And Kitty <laughs> On a is different I level. said Kitty again. Kitty is so upset because she didn't get invited. And She's going to have to spend the summer without Lydia. Oh, my God. And what's funny is that she feels like just because she's the oldest, she, too, yeah. should have been. Or not she, too. She's the one that should have been invited, I think. Yeah. Right? Is that what she said? Yeah, because she's like, I'm not a particular friend of Mrs. Foster, but, like, I'm two years older. I should have been invited. But you're not the particular friend of Mrs. Yeah. Foster, girl. Like, come on now. It could have been like, oh, I need to go with my sister to keep an eye on her. That's how she should have played it. Yeah, sure. How useful she would have been. It would be interesting to think about, like, what would have happened if Kitty would have been there. She would have done anything. But would it have been, been worse? Would Why? Would have gotten herself into some kind of situation, too? No. Not that we want to jump ahead. No, she wouldn't have. She just would have been left. Because you because you know what it is? No one was paying her the, the, the attention that would have mm. caused her to... She was, Act she's up. always been in Lydia's shadow. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So before they leave, Lizzie goes to her father and says, you shouldn't let them go. And Mr. Bennett, being Mr. Bennett, he says, do not make yourself uneasy, my love. Whenever you and Jane are known you must be respected and valued and you will not appear to less advantage for having a couple of or i may say three very silly sisters we shall have no peace at longbourn if lydia does not go to brighton i feel like that right there chimes into what we were talking about the other week about how with all the sisters being out mm -hmm. they probably were mm -hmm. just like whatever just let her out because mm -hmm. she's driving us crazy Exactly. But anyway, let me continue on. So we shall have no peace at Longbourn if Lydia does not go to Brighton. Let her go then. Colonel Foster is a sensible man and will keep her out of any real mischief. And she is luckily too poor to be an object of prey for anyone. At Brighton, she will be less important even as a common flirt than she has been here. The officers will find women better worth their notice. Let us hope, therefore, that her being there may teach her her own insignificance. 
and this was not the quote I was looking for, but this is a good one because I thought that was really interesting where he goes, let us hope therefore that her being there may teach her her own insignificance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he's hoping that it's going to go one way. But, but you need to finish that though. Yeah. And then that. <laughs> he goes, at any rate, she cannot grow many degrees worth without authorizing us to lock her up for the rest of her life. <laughs> Man, man, man. That is just like a mouthful right there. Yeah. An absolute mouthful. You know, I know that we said Lydia nagging, nagging, nagging them to like come out. What if it was also the fact that they, because they were losing out on money, decided to put the girls all out to see if some rich man would have them and then elevate their statuses? Oh, could be. That's a possibility. Like, go out of order? It's still not wise, but... Yeah. I mean, really, like, how long should a person be a woman? This is about a woman, not a man. Be out for... What if she's, like, you know, Charlotte, who's, like, 20... What was... How old is she? 26, 28, 29, whatever. Years old. Maybe. And what if she just had sisters who were, like, two years younger than her, three years younger than her? They have to literally wait all that time so they're going to be quote-unquote old maids because their sister's not married yet they have to at some point let them be out also that wouldn't be fair and i think the whole thing is not fair i think they would or they might take turns Mm -hmm. maybe the older ones step back or like they're not officially out i found what i was looking for it was actually at the very top of the page he said this is mr bennett Lydia will never be easy till she has exposed herself in some public place or other, and we can never expect her to do it with so little expense or inconvenience to her family as under the present circumstances. So he's just like, she's causing a fuss. Let's get her out of here. Let her be like an obnoxious flirt. She'll hopefully learn that she ain't all that and come back a better person. It seems reasonable but unfortunately well hindsight we know (laughs) exactly exactly and he should look at his own home his own wife and see if that's uh helped out yeah which we also you know we'll be discussing later yes in a few minutes probably because yeah. I don't see anything else that we. i just have like um oh yeah like so Lizzie has her final meeting before they leave with Wickham. You see how easily I just ignore that because he's so fucking frustrating. That was so interesting because I caught up on like the little things that I just never like paid attention when I was previously reading because so basically he finds out that Colonel Fitzwilliam and Mr. Darcy spent three weeks at Rosing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she had asked if he was acquainted with Colonel Fitzwilliam, and it says, he looks su- surprised, displeased, alarmed, but with a moment's recollection and a returning smile, replied that he had formerly seen him often, and after observing that he was a very gentleman-like man, asked her how she had liked him, and her answer was warmly in his favor. Yada, yada, yada. So then he's like, how long were they there? And he, she's like, nearly three weeks. And you saw him frequently? Yes, almost every day. Mm-hmm, his mm-hmm, manners mm-hmm. are very different from his cousins. Yes, very different. But I think Mr. Darcy improves on acquaintance. Indeed, cried Wickham, with a look which did not escape her. <laughs> and pray, may I ask, 
but checking himself, he added in a grayer tone. Is it in a dress that he improves? Has he designed to add aughts of civility to his ordinary style, or dare I not hope? that he is improved in essentials. And Lizzie goes, oh no, in essentials, I believe he is very much as he ever was. While she spoke, Wickham looked as if scarcely knowing whether to rejoice over the words or to distrust their meaning. There was a something in her countenance which made him listen with an apprehensive and an anxious attention while she added, when I said that he improved on acquaintance, I did not mean either his minor manners were in a state of improvement, but that from knowing him better, his disposition was better understood. Wickham's alarm now appeared in a heightened complexion and agitated look. For a few minutes, he was silent till shaking off his embarrassment, he turned to her again and said in the gentlest of accents, you who so well know my feelings towards Mr. Darcy will readily comprehend how sincerely I must rejoice that he is wise enough to assume even the appearance of what is right. His pride in that direction may be of service, if not to himself, to many others, for it must deter him from such foul misconduct as I have suffered by. I only fear that the sort of cautiousness to which you, I imagine have been alluding is merely adopted on the visits to his aunts for whom for whose good opinion and judgment he stands much in awe his fear of her has always operated i know when they were together and a good deal to be imputed to his wish for forwarding the match with miss deba which i am certain he has very much at heart <laughs> And says Lizzie could not repress a smile at this, but she answered only by a slight inclination of her head. So he's like, he knows what's up. He, he knows, knows what's up. And he's he still trying he's to out. like, yeah, he's still trying to cover his tracks, which is really annoying. And Lizzie's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whatever you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's all I had left for the chapter. I just was like, oh, oh he's agitated. Oh, he's Yes, excited. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Good. We got something other than Make charm out of his ass. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like I never read this. Or maybe I, as I was reading this, you know, I was on the train this week. So there were moments where I was just like, Sometimes the lull of the train makes me sleepy. But she saw that he wanted to engage her on the old subject of his grievances, and she was in no humor to indulge him. She's like, nah, bro, you got to leave. I'm done. Yeah, but he did no further attempt to distinguish Elizabeth, and they parted at last with mutual civility and possibly a mutual desire of never meeting again. Yeah, Woo-hoo! if only. Yeah, so then after the party, Lydia goes off with mrs foster so they all say goodbye at the party because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're off the next morning boy and then this is gonna be the final chapter that we'll talk about tonight oh yeah we did it girl we did we it did. we did so good i'm so proud it's gonna of be us. another long episode but we did it <laughs> <laughs> we have been very focused but Let's see, let's see. What do we have here? Where do we start? Oh, so I thought that I would point out that you were right. Was I? Yes, because you had such a visceral reaction to the book Longborn, me telling you about it, that I have to admit that in this chapter, so it would be chapter 42 or volume 2, chapter 19, about halfway through the first paragraph, it says, 
But Mr. Bennett was not of a disposition to seek comfort for the disappointment which his own imprudence had brought on in any of those pleasures which too often console the unfortunate for their folly or their vice. He's not a cheater. That's the understanding that I got too. So maybe that's where I got it from. Yeah. Yeah. But it could also be alcohol. (laughs) Well, I think it's all that stuff. Like he's not, he's not going to cheat. He's not going to become a drunkard because it's talking about his disappointment and his marriage. This paragraph. It it was this, this intro is two paragraphs Mm. of just disappointment. I like, again, reading this time and time over and over it's a they're they're in a bad relationship and yeah and it's known because lizzie sees it yes and that's she what doesn't these appreciate two paragraphs it. are yeah. like as much as she loves her father she knows he's a terrible husband and in some ways a terrible father because where he should be trying to improve his children rather than like letting them run wild he's like too busy like doing his own thing or trying to irritate his wife yeah and like trying to make how do they put it there's like exposing his wife to the contempt of her own children yes i was just about to read that yeah his wife to the contempt of her own children yeah so it just it sounds as though my understanding from just that little you know part of the sentence that didn't she didn't even want to have kids She's just like, whatever. Kids are just kids. Like, she just no no care, no care at all for her children yet. She cares about Jane's beauty, which is vanity. Yeah. And she cares about Lydia because Lydia's a mini her. Yes. So in that case, I think that that statement may be wrong, but it doesn't need to be specific, does it? I mean, four is enough. I took it as like he was. Because he likes to, like, push her buttons and stuff like that, and because he doesn't, like, keep the kids in line, like, mm-hmm. he's he's kind of, like, it's almost like he's bad-mouthing his wife to his kids mm-hmm. and making them not have any respect for their mother. That sounds about right. Which is highly sought out during mm-hmm. that time period. Mm-hmm. Any time period. You're supposed to respect your parents. No, you know what, Heather? You are absolutely right. Exposing his wife to the contempt of her own children. Yep. Yep. Nope. You're right. And so Lizzie endeavors to forget what she should, what she could not overlook and to banish from her thoughts that continual breach of conjugal obligation and decorum. Because, yeah, like, I mean, we've said it several times. He's not a good husband. As much as he's, like, a good comical character for this book. And he's a caring father to Lizzie Lizzie and Jane. Yeah, it's, I mean, not even fully. You really got a feel for Kitty and Mary because Lydia has her mother and Lizzie and Jane have their father. Who does Mary and Kitty have? Yep, they have Jane and Lizzie. They don't even have each other. Yeah, they have Jane and Lizzie. You're absolutely right. They don't have each other. Whose fault is that? Probably their fault. It probably is their fault. (laughs) (laughs) Because Mary's so like stringent, like she can't bend to have anything in common with kitty and kitty's so focused on like following lydia like through the fire mary is probably trying her hardest to be different from her siblings right yeah and in seeing if lizzie sees what she sees between her parents so do the girls the rest of the girls right 
So she probably is just like, this is an abomination, this relationship. I don't want to have anything to do with it. And maybe that's why she is the way she is. And Kitty wants to follow Lydia because she has a stronger personality. Yeah. Someone who she can kind of look up to because she can't look up to her father or her mother. And Jane and Lizzie aren't the ones to try to push a personality onto somebody. And Kitty feels like she needs somebody to do that for her. Yeah. I think we learned that being at home is kind of like the worst right now because Kitty and Mrs. Bennett are lamenting the fact that they're stuck in Meriton and not in Bath. Yeah. Well, Lizzie, I did make a note that Lizzie is hoping that Kitty will improve without mm-hmm. Lydia and the soldiers there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So she she's thinking positive. And then Lizzie there, also... there must have been some like prior to her maybe her turning into Lydia's shadow where she was just her own individual self, her own person. Yeah, probably. You know? And then because like I think it like a chapter or two earlier they mentioned something about like Lydia hope or not Lydia. There's no hope for Lydia. Kitty <laughs> Kitty becoming more sensible somehow. Like, I think there have been previous mentions, or maybe I'm thinking ahead, maybe in the future, in the book, there's previous mentions of, like, the hope that Kitty will become more sensible. I think you're right. So, but yeah, and then Lizzie's really looking forward to her trip to the lakes with the gardeners, and she mentions that if she didn't have that to look forward to, she would be down. But that's not her personality, so she needed to look some look for something to make her happy yeah she's like but it is a fortune thought she that i have something to wish for were the whole arrangement complete my disappointment would be certain but here by carrying with me one ceaseless source of regret in my sister's absence i may reasonably hope to have all my expectations of pleasure really realized so yeah i want to go to the lakes i wonder what lakes they were going to go to i don't know but they are because they were in the north so Mrs. Gardner writes and says that because of Mr. Gardner's work obligations, they need to both delay the trip and shorten it. So instead of going to the lakes, they're going to tour Derbyshire. And that's where they're going to celebrate the beauties of Matlock, Chatsworth, Dovedale, or the Peak. Chatsworth is mentioned as a possibility of being the inspiration for Pemberley. So there's two thoughts. Some people think that Chatsworth is Pemberley and people will go to Chatsworth to see what Pemberley's inspiration is. But then there's other people that are like, no, it can't be Chatsworth because they mentioned Chatsworth in the book. <laughs> so it's got to be some other estate. And you are right. It does say in the notes because there's a little asterisk. And I guess I just fell asleep while I was reading this. Okay. Derbyshire was rich in gray houses with Chatsworth, Kettleston, Hardwick, and Haddon Hall providing major attractions for visitors with few public museums and art galleries. Stately homes were treasured houses of paintings and furniture, and their popularity for visitors can be seen in Horace Walpole's iteration of Strawberry Hill, etc., etc., etc. Nice. So we should go to Chatsworth at some point. Yes, let's just do all of Jane Austen. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's do this. So they got to shorten their trip. So they're going to go just do like a, a quicker trip because of Mr. Gardner. So the gardeners. I love arrive. that they have the option 
to just yeah. go away for like three weeks and not have to worry about, oh, we got to rush back. Well, he, well Mr. Gardner has to rush back. That's the, the other short two. end. That's the short end version, too. Exactly. Like, how long were they going to be gone? How can you be that far away from work for so long? Rich people problems. Yeah. 1%, the 1%. So the Gardners arrive at Longbourn and they have their four kids. And I thought it was interesting that they talk about how it's two girls ages six and eight, because you usually don't hear about ages for the kids. Mm-hmm. And then there's two younger boys and Jane's going to watch them. Yep. the Jane, who was the general favorite. Yeah. So the, the gardeners just stay the day, like one night, and then they go off to Derbyshire to Lambton, which is where Mrs. Gardner spent many years. And it is five miles from Pemberley. Perfect. So, do you have anything? I just have the the a note I about don't. Pemberley. I don't. Yeah. So basically, like the chapter ends with uh, Lizzie is very hesitant about going to Pemberley because she doesn't want to run into Darcy, but Mrs. Gardner really wants to go because she makes note that it's not just like a fine estate, like the property itself, like the grounds are known for their beauty so she really wants to see the beauty so then they ask somebody at where they're saying if the darcy's are home and they i don't think it was they i think it was elizabeth who asked oh well they and that somebody asked because i was that's what i was anticipating and i was actually taken by surprise because it says well i mean maybe they were around she asked the chambermaid yeah yeah so yeah, it was specifically Lizzie. I I think this time around is interesting because I typically feel like because of the miniseries they asked. Oh Mr. yeah, because aren't they having dinner or something? Yes, yes. Yeah, I think you're right. And in this, because obviously the book is actually the book. When I read it now, it sounded as though she was just waiting to ask when she was alone by herself. But it may have been just her asking. Period. Yeah, I didn't even think I. Is that for detail? It's because yeah, because it's when she's retired for the night, so she's she may have been too embarrassed to ask, but because she knows that they're not going to be home, she's like, okay, I'll go to Pemberley. Right. I find words how it's how it's used interesting. So you know, the paragraph before she Mm -hmm. asks, it says Mrs. Gardner abused her stupidity. What? <laughs> I'm like, how, how is that even possible? And uh, she doesn't seem like an abusive sort. <laughs> well, I think it's... is she bullying? Is she like pressuring her? Like, like what? What does that mean? I'm gonna. I don't know this for sure, but I how I would read it is that she's going to ignore. She's gonna like act stupid, like she doesn't know that Lizzie doesn't want to see Darcy, and say that. But she knows that that. Darcy, what, does she know that Darcy is the owner? She does, doesn't she? Yes, she does. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, because it says earlier, my love, should not you like to see a place of which you have heard so much, Mm. said her aunt, Mm -hmm. a place too with so many of your acquaintances are connected. Wickham Passall is a youth there, you know. But I, so I didn't know until you, you told me earlier today, like this chapter ends volume two, correct? Yes, it does. So I really appreciate that the chapter ends with to Pemberley, therefore they were to go. I think that's a great ending of a volume. It's great. It's abs- I've like so far the endings of each of these volumes yeah. are spot on. 
Yeah, because you brought up that the first volume ends with the like dialogue with the Bennett's, like it opened up. It's just like it's perfect. So I just kind of wanted to see how the volume started. And volume one. Miss Bingley's letter arrived. So it's an arrival and then they're going somewhere. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. And volume one is a lot bigger, in my opinion, than volume two. Well, this is kind of a transitional volume. It is. We're getting into the juice. I feel like we got a lot of juice in this one, though, near the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But we just covered eight chapters. Look at us. And the writer's strike has ended, so the writers can go back to writing. Yeah. We're, We're so close. We're so close. We're so close. Write that stuff that we're going to talk about later. Maybe we can start discussing TVs and movies just as we end Pride and Prejudice. It'll be volume four for us. That would be a nice transition. That would be spectacular. But we still do have like a chunk to go. We do. And I I thought to myself, looking at my post-it, like, wait a second, why is there more than this much? Like volume one seems to be the bigger volume I think well it's introducing everything it is a lot of explanation yeah but so what did everybody what did our listeners think of volume two favorite things anything particular do you think it juicier than volume one? Oh uh, yeah just you wait and see it's going to get well, here juicy. I should say here <laughs> any final thoughts for you no final thoughts. It was, yeah. it was, I want to say it's my favorite volume just because of the emotions that are involved. Yeah, there's a lot of feelings. Aggrieved. Mr. Oh, yeah. Because we know you love an aggrieved man. I do. <laughs> well, let us know what you think. Rate who the most villainous villain is in, yes. in Austin books. And then also, is Lydia naive or not naive? That is the question. Mm-hmm. Well, just let us know your thoughts about anything. Like, go on, go on Instagram, talk to us. Interact, Please do. Like and follow. Check us out at all the places where you can get podcasts. Now. We're finally on all of the places. It's Heather like was able to figure out what was going on with Apple Podcasts. And now we Yay. are finally there. So we're there. And then buy us a coffee. But otherwise, just come chill with us on Instagram. Yes, please. It's a happy place over there. It is. It really, really is. And then we will continue on with the beginning of volume three next week. And that will be chapter 43. That's right. We're getting there. We're like two thirds of the way through. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And then in the meantime, thanks for listening to Gabbing. Gabbing. We're Gabbing. We're Gabbing. We're Gabbing. We're Gabbing. We're Gavin. Uh, uh, we're Gavin.